step up to the microphone. It's a great day to be alive. I know I say that every time, but it really is a great day to be alive. Even if you've had a bad day, it's a great day to be alive. It beats the opposite. Just chew on that for a moment. Now today I want to take it, talk about the days of Noah. So here we go. During Noah's time on earth, it was pure evil on earth. Before the flood. I mean, they were doing some pretty wicked stuff. And the Bible doesn't explain it all, but there is a book that goes along with the Bible that's referenced a few times in the Bible called the Book of Jasher. And it tells you what they were doing. It's pretty sick. It's not right. It's wicked. It says, And the sons of men in those days took from the cattle of the earth, the beasts of the field, and the fowls of the air, and taught the mixture of animals of one species with the other, in order therewith to provoke the Lord. And God saw the whole earth, and it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted its ways upon earth, all men and all animals. So even the animals were corrupt. That's how bad it was. I mean, you had birds hooking up with fish or whatever, I don't know. Cows hooking up with horses. It just wasn't right. Because men had taught them how to be evil. So, yeah. Now we know why the flood happened. Lots of bad stuff. You had homosexuality running rampant. You had people practicing witchcraft to kill other people. You had them pumping people full of other drugs and things like that kind of like this vaccine they have now it was a wicked time so God had to tell Noah hey look in 120 years there's going to be a flood build me a boat because the boys over here want to be women and the women want to be boys the cows want to be horses the horses want to be fish it wasn't a good time it was a pretty wicked time does it remind you of what's going on right now? We've got boys wanting to wrestle in girls' wrestling matches or run girls' track. We have people sitting there experimenting in labs to make animals that shouldn't glow in the dark glow in the dark. They've tested it on monkeys. They've tested it on fish that aren't didn't glow in the dark naturally to get them to glow in the dark. They've done all this stuff to pervert what God created. And this is Satan telling them to do it. And then let's look at this. We've got the vaccine now. It's killing people left and right, which they have designed it to do. Target people, target certain DNA to get rid of it. Don't ask me which DNA, because I'm still trying to figure that one out. But yeah. Then we've got them sitting there poisoning us with their pharmaceuticals, getting us hooked on dope, getting us hooked on all this stuff. It's wicked. And then let's look at who, who we've got in the White House and his little group of merry men that want to be women. It's just wicked times. And these wicked times need to end. It's the days of Noah all over again. What's the Bible say about the second time, the, the days of Noah? To look for the sign of the Son of Man. Well, that happened back in 2017, but our clouds are, the clouds were just too much for us to see anything in the sky that night. We had the sign of the Son of Man then. Then, other things have happened. Coronavirus has hit. We're having all the stuff with the oils that's happened. We're about to have a bank crash, I feel. Lots of things are happening. It's like the days of Noah. And we've seen the sign of the Son of Man. Jesus is getting ready to come back on his horse. And we need to be prepared. Because... 
He's coming to take out the wicked, not to take out the righteous, to take out the wicked. So what else were they doing in the times of Noah? They were making themselves false gods. They were being violent. Murder was probably through the roof. It was just a corrupt, wicked time. Look at it now. Had an Uber Eats driver get killed by two girls trying to carjack him. I mean, come on. Why are we letting this stuff happen? Why won't we stand up to these people? We're living in the days of Noah. All over again. History repeats itself. God has a pattern. We're following the pattern, believe it or not. Yes, we have free will. To choose him over the world. How many people actually do that? They'd rather live in the days of Noah than live in freedom. Freedom from sin. Freedom from all this evil stuff. Man is rebelling right now. We need to stop it. It's going to get stopped. There's about to be a big wave. But let's look at this too. If you believe in the Bible, then let's look at a few things. If you believe in the Bible, the first seal of Revelation has been opened. That was the coronavirus. Then the second seal got opened. The flood of the Holy Spirit. What happens when the Holy Spirit floods the earth? Satan goes bananas and does everything in his power to stop it. So yeah, the second seal. Because look, we had BLM get riled up. We had Antifa. We have cities still burning down. We had all the chaos with the election. Yeah, the second seal got hit. And the third seal might have been hit too. I mean, look, oil went down to zero. Actually, negative $38 a barrel. And it's slowly climbing back up. But yeah, it was down to zero. Below zero during all this. Those all pertain to the three of the seven seals of judgment in Revelation. If you don't believe me, look them up and just think about it. Use common sense. I'm not trying to terrify you. I'm trying to tell you where we are. And that's where we are right now is that third seal. The fourth seal, that one's when the Holy Spirit really ramps it up and we have a great harvest. That's coming up soon. But we're going to see a whole bunch of bad stuff happen between now and then. Trust me, it's going to be freaking horrible. Like financial stuff happening, stock markets crashing, currencies crashing, governments crashing. It's going to be bad. We need to pay attention to it, be prepared for it. God will take care of his remnant. He will take care of his people. But be prepared for it. Stay humble. Stay in God. Now here's one cool thing about Noah. His son Shem. It says, And she conceived again and bare a son, and he, he called his name Shem, saying, God has made me a remnant to raise up seed in the midst of the earth. Well, God keeps on talking about his remnant of Israelites, of Christians. Shem means remnant. That's the line that Jesus came from, Shem. That's the line of the Israelites, the Hebrews. Shem. And it means remnant. That's pretty awesome right there, I would say. Jesus knew that he was going to have to have a remnant, and he even named the guy Remnant in that language, Shem. Just a cool thing to look at right there in the Word. Now, since we still are living on this earth, and things are cuckoo bananas, bizarro world. Let's look at some of the things going on. 
First things first, let's look at this drive per mile proposed by Pete Buttigieg. He wants to charge us to how many miles we drive a day and tax us on it. So if you drive 100 miles a day, he wants to charge you 40 cents per mile. That, no, that ain't going to work. You're going to be broke. So if you have to drive 50 miles one way for work and 50 miles back, you're not going to be able to go to work much longer, which is their plan. And then once you can't go to work, that place doesn't have any employees, so they have to shut down. And then you're in poverty. That's how the liberals work. That's how these communists work. The commies want your jobs gone. That way they can put you in a government job and force you onto their little welfare system. They want your job gone. Conservatism doesn't work that way. We don't want to tax you on anything, really. I mean, we shouldn't be taxing us on anything. It's not right. There are other ways for the government to make money than taxing at citizens. Once you're taxed by the government, you're no longer a citizen, you're a slave of that government. Because you owe the government money every time you turn around. So think about that. This isn't a free society anymore. We're taxed tooth and nail. Think about places like Illinois, Chicago. It moves, it's taxed. Baltimore, it moves, it's taxed. How do those cities look? They look like they've been hit by a nuclear weapon almost. Detroit's the same way. It looks like a war zone. Like it's been destroyed within the past two days when it was really been destroyed over the past 100 years because of these policies that destroy everything because they don't want to look at conservatism as a route. They'd rather look at liberalism and communism. They've been trying to do this since about 1870. If you don't believe me, pull up your history books and start looking at what they started doing with the restoration, re reconstruction of the United States. Most of it was communist style stuff. Seriously, just look through your history books. Learn the real history and not the garbage history that they're teaching you in school. It would blow your mind if you knew this stuff. Then we have these vaccine passports they're trying to force on us. That goes against the Constitution right there. But they're trying to force this passport on us where we have to be vaccinated or have antibodies proving that we've had the virus before to go anywhere. Where in the Constitution does it say I have to have a passport to go anywhere? Nowhere. That's why I'm not going to participate in that stupid little system. My constitution is my passport to go wherever the heck I please. I don't need your passport, and I don't need your mark on my hand or my forehead. Just leave it alone and get away, because we ain't doing it. Then we have the uptick in murder since Biden has been president. I mean, we've got an Uber Eats driver dead because people are trying to carjack him. Vehicular manslaughter, and the driver dies. What's the world coming to? I mean, I know what's happening. The devil's on acid, he's pissed off and angry, and he's trying to take the world over before his allotted time, and it's not going to happen. He's going to get his little three and a half years, but right now it ain't going to happen. I mean, the temple in Jerusalem's not even built yet, and the temple has to be here before he gets his time. Then we have these political cartoons from New York City showing a lady with a Bible wearing a red MAGA hat, and it says that she's the problem, and then a man eating Chick-fil-A with a red MAGA hat, saying he's the problem to get rid of him. What are we coming to? 
That's just pure evil. I don't even want to go to New York City anymore. Thank goodness they're going to have to have that stupid vaccine passport because that means I don't get to go. Oh well, I didn't want to go in the first place. Now to get into something cool. Something that might interest you. And something that was prophesied about the ch children of Israel. We might know who they are now. Just by looking through world history and matching it to the Bible. So, here we go. And I will add a link to the description on this from the article that I read. But, you know, God did promise some things to Israel, such as to King David, there would always be a king in the line of David. And that Ephraim and Manasseh would always be close to each other as far as geographically. So let's just look into some of this stuff and actually see. Because if you're looking at it, it's pretty clear. The descendants of Joseph were supposed to push their people to all the ends of the earth. Manifest destiny, right? Isn't that what happened with America and Britain? They pushed all their people to the ends of the earth. And Ephraim was supposed to have more people than Manasseh. So if we're looking at history right, and we're looking at the fact that those two countries pushed to the ends of the earth, then Ephraim and Manasseh are America and Britain, and Canada is part of Britain. They still serve the crown. So this is all cool stuff. And this, you know, people are going to argue with me on it. But I'm just going off of history and what I'm reading and what I'm learning on these tribes and what other people called them. Other groups of people called them. And if you look at the coats of arms and stuff like that, they are pretty close and match how they're set up from when they came from Egypt to Israel. It's pretty cool stuff. Look into it. But yeah, it says in the Bible that Manasseh would be east and north of Ephraim. And that Ephraim's people would like to drink wine. Lots of wine. America is the top wine drinking country in the world. Just something to think about. This is cool stuff. Like I keep saying, when you look at your world history mixed with your Bible... Quit looking at it the way that you've looked at it in the past. Start letting the Holy Spirit discern things for you and teach you. Because if you're following what it says in the Bible, then this is the kind of stuff that you start looking at and you see. You see the pattern. God has his patterns. And God keeps his patterns. Just like Judah was supposed to be in the south. Well, most people think that during the Civil War, a bunch of the people that were from the tribe of Judah that didn't know it because, hey, most people don't know that they have come from the Israelites. And the Israelites are throughout the entire world of every skin color. But they think Judah was the south. And Ephraim was the north. Which makes sense. So going back to that the Israelites are all over the world and they're blended in. They don't know they're the Israelites. So why are we hating on each other because of skin color? You'd have an Israelite brother or cousin, more like, that is a completely different race than you. So why are we hating on each other? Seriously. We've got Israelites in West Africa. They've proven through 
artifacts. We've had them in Europe. They found them in China, Russia. So why are we hating on each other over skin color? That's the dumbest thing ever. You could be a descendant of Abraham and you're hating on people because of skin color. We shouldn't be doing that. No, that's wrong. You don't know their family history. They could date all the way back to Abraham and you wouldn't know it. Because God said he would make Abraham's descendants more than the stars. You could not count them. So, seriously, why are we fighting each other over race? Look at your Bible. Read it. Deuteronomy is very eye-opening if you look at it in the context with world history. And that's one thing we forget to do is look at the history of the world because the victors are going to sit there and gloat, but in their gloating, they put in little details that we can match up to the Bible. And then there's also details that the Israelites left that we can match up to the Bible, such as the shields, what's on their shield. That, that goes a long way. We know that Judah is a lion. Well, look at Israel. Israel has a lion and a unicorn on their shield. So that would be Joseph and Judah got to England and Scotland and Ireland. Just look at it. It's common sense. If you start looking at these family shields and everything else, you start looking at your world history, it's amazing stuff. It just it blows your mind. That's why I say do your own research. Don't sit there and take my word for it. Pull it up yourself. Find three or four sources that say the same thing that have the actual data to prove it. That's what I've done. I've found three to four resources that have the data to prove it, that show the tablets, show all the information. It's amazing stuff. We are truly in the end days and it's awesome. Yet we let people divide us on our skin color and how much money we have and all the other stuff when we should just be looking at all the cool stuff going on and all the good news. There's a bunch of great news out there. I mean, this is some of it. That we're finding out who the Israelites were, which is that that's biblical. Well, it's just cool stuff to me. So I encourage you to open your Bible and look at the world history and dig it up. Because you'll become passionate about it if you really want to search it out. And I've wanted to search it out for a long time and I'm starting to find all the pieces, all the puzzle pieces. And if you look at the prophecies just of Ephraim, you, you can really discern a bunch of this stuff. And the crazy thing is, a bunch of this stuff was prophesied between three and two thousand years ago. Two to three thousand years ago it was prophesied that all this stuff would happen. That's just cool. We're watching it unfold before us. So you can sit there and use the prophecies of Ephraim and how his nation was supposed to be and prove the Bible. And then you can sit there and tell all the people that want to sit there and say the Bible's not real. Well look, let's just look at the prophecies of this one tribe of Israel. This one tribe. And we can prove everything you need to know. Everything is true in the Bible. The Bible proves itself more relevant every day. You just have to know where to look. Because it is a literal living and breathing document. Literally, things 
are still happening that were written 2,200 years ago, 2,300 years ago. And it just amazes me because I'm sitting there and seeing it finally. I'm taking the time to learn it and discern it. I encourage all of you to do the same. Another thing that's pretty cool, Israel's punishment was seven years for every year they did not let the land rest. Israel's punishment was 360 times 7, 2,520 years in fulfillment. If we count that from 718 to 721, we come to 80,1800 to 1803. America received the Louisiana Purchase in 1803. So, just cool things to look at. Real cool things. It's time we start opening our Bible and start looking at the world history too. Start mixing them together. Because once you do that, you'll realize God is real. Things are happening. And the Bible is 100% truth. Not one fabrication in it. And there's some other books that can help you. Like the book of Jasher and the book of Jubilee. That are literally the word of God. History. They're just not in the Bible. Because we let men decide what's in the Bible. And the Holy Spirit was cut out, which is really sad. Because we've cut the Holy Spirit out of the church for far too long. We've cut him out of every part of our life for far too long. But now he's going to come in roaring like a lion. And it's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. People are going to be terrified and excited at the same time. It's going to be the terror of the Lord on the wicked but the joy of the Lord and the righteous. It's going to be cool times, man. Now I know this is what you've been waiting for. You love the jingle and everything. It's time for our good news. Live from the Mic Drop Studios, we got some good news. Let's get into it. A dog literally stopped traffic because his owner was having a seizure. He stopped traffic to save his owner while having the seizure. That's good news right there. Someone actually paid attention to the dog and yeah, saved a life. Here's some other good news. The bald eagle population has quadrupled. That's really awesome. They were almost extinct. So that's great news. The earth is healing itself. The bald eagles are coming back with a fury. Awesome news. Here's some great news. A third grade teacher in California is giving her students a little bit of confidence by affirming them, giving them affirmations. You know, that's a great thing to do with kids because they probably go home when they're yelled at and screamed at, cussed at, told they're not good enough. We don't give them affirmation enough on what they do great. So I applaud that lady. Great job, Teach. Here's a touching one. Five-year-old boy battling cancer is sworn in as a North Miami police officer. You know, that's every little boy's dream when they're little like that, is to be a cop. And he gets to be a cop at least for a day while he's battling through that. You know, that's got to lift his spirits up. And, you know, they've proven when you're in good spirits, your body heals itself better. So that's even better for him probably helped a little bit with his treatment and everything it helped heal him up a little bit I don't know if y'all have heard about this one but there's a UPS driver up north 
They got surprised by the city he works in because he's the only UPS driver. So they scheduled some packages out at the postal service. And he turned around the corner and the whole town was there waiting on him. That's some good news. They have respect for the people that deliver their packages and work to get them their goods. You know, we don't see that very much these days. That's something we need to bring back. It went out of style. We need to bring it back into style. Well, that's all I've got for today, y'all. Hope y'all have a great day. God bless. And make it great. Thank you.